0: Hello, I'm Jim, and this is On The Left Side, the funny, not-really-football-at-the-moment show. I think that everybody needs to play their part in this national effort, and that means Premier League footballers too. I think the last thing, the the first thing that Premier League footballers can do is make a contribution, take a pay cut, and play their part. OK, come on. This is just getting a little bit silly now, isn't it? Three weeks into the lockdown, and suddenly... Those long international breaks in the domestic season don't seem so bad at all, do they? What I wouldn't give for a meaningless friendly against Kazakhstan right now. Everyone wants football back, and no one more so than the Premier League right now, who could be looking at a whopping bill of around 700 million pounds in repaid TV money if the season doesn't go ahead. I don't know what kind of Sky TV package you've got, but if it's costing you £700 million a year, I bet you get all the movies and those naughty channels as well. (sighs) The desperation to restart the league at any cost is meaning that football is currently looking at every single option on the table in order to make that happen. One unnamed club in the Premier League is thought to even have suggested upping sticks and taking the Premier League to China, in order to complete the football season. I don't think it takes a genius to work out which club it was that put the China suggestion forward, Mm -hmm. but it starts with L and ends in Liverpool, and it also puts a whole new meaning to the phrase Chinese takeaway, which just reminds me of something else I can't get at the moment. (laughs) It's an idea that is so batshit crazy, or should that be so undercooked bat wing crazy, that I'm suddenly not bothered about having football back at all. Just televise these video conference calls with people suggesting these ideas. Should keep us entertained for at least a few weeks. One idea that hasn't yet been put forward is that the Premier League play the rest of their league games in Belarus. Why Belarus? Well, because currently that is the only European nation that is still playing football. The whole country, sport included, seems to be in complete denial about the whole coronavirus crisis with the country's president having some slightly more creative suggestions on how his people can fight the virus as reported by ESPN Lukashenko the, 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 the country's leaders come out and he's been he's been pretty clear about this he thinks that the risks are minimal he thinks that the colder climate uh, will limit the, would limit the spread of of COVID-19 He's also come out and said, well, you know, a bit of sauna, a bit of vodka, you know, all these things will keep you healthy. Awesome. Claiming that the virus can easily be cured by drinking loads of vodka and taking loads of saunas. Which I don't think is advice that carries any actual scientific weight, but just to be safe, I'm going to follow it anyway. Minus the sauna bit. Politicians in the UK have, as we know, taken a far more vigorous approach in terms of protecting the public. And also, it would seem finding people to blame. Premier League footballers have inexplicably taken a lot of the flack for daring to earn quite a lot of money whilst the virus has an impact on both health and finances around the country. I'm not quite sure I get the correlation, but that seems to be where we are, and even Health Secretary Matt Hancock said that he expected top-flight footballers to do more in the current situation, which I imagine is the kind of thing we'd probably hear if Graham Souness was in politics. Although he'd probably also be blaming the whole thing on Paul Pogba and questioning why he wasn't playing at the moment. You're not agreeing with me? The Premier League, in response, have suggested that all players might quite like to take a 30% pay cut to help everyone out a bit, which, weirdly, seems to go down quite well with the general public. And here's my question. Why? Let's just look at this for a moment. The Premier League makes its decisions, in the main, by consulting its major stakeholders, which are largely Premier League clubs. The reason they would quite like players to take a big old 30% pay cut is because it means they get that money back. So of course the bloody do. It's not going to the NHS or to food banks or to those in need. It is going straight back into the club's already pretty full pockets. I'm not sure that worrying that owners like Mike Ashley can afford his next trip to Greg's should really be top of the things to be quite worried about agenda right now. We've got bigger fish to fry. I'm particularly sceptical about some of these clubs needing a bit more cash in the bank right now considering the number of them that have looked to reduce costs by taking advantage of the government's coronavirus job retention scheme which sees the taxpayer foot 80% of their non-playing staff's wages over the next few months. Newcastle United, Norwich City and Tottenham Hotspur were all amongst the clubs who have decided that they can't possibly afford to pay Doreen who does the accounts her £15,000 a year Whilst most of their players earned that in under a week. But it was Spurs' decision to join the scheme that seemed to upset the most people, coming as it did within a week of Daniel Levy pocketing a £3 million bonus on top of his £4 million a year annual salary. One of the most outspoken people against the move was, in fact, former Spurs boss, Harry Redknapp, who was speaking to the BBC. Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed, really, that they've used this scheme to pay their, to keep workers on this. I think that the club should, shouldn't should be taking the government's money to be paying them. I mean, when the government bought this scheme out, I thought it was for people with businesses who couldn't afford to keep their workers on, and it was a way of them paying the workers to give them a living. Uh, I, I didn't think it was for the use of top Premier League clubs. Who'd have thunk it, eh? If ever there was a man who you think would be right in favour of a bit of creative accounting, then it would have been Harry. I'm also quite impressed with Harry here, not because of his standpoint, but because it's the first time I think I've heard him interviewed in about three years where he hasn't touted John Terry for a potential job somewhere. Oh, you cheeky! I mean, what a player he is, it. absolutely. Tricky. I mean, what a man. We need a new prime minister. I mean, you. You don't need to look any further than John Cherry, you know, J C for PM. I mean, what a man, terrific, absolutely terrific. And if he wanted me as a, as a Chancellor, well, what on it. that would be, absolutely terrific, fantastic, you know. Another club that has ruffled a few feathers when they decided they'd take advantage of the scheme were Liverpool, who didn't see a £533 million turnover or a £42 million pre tax profit as any reason at all not to rattle an empty collection tin in front of the tax-paying public. Spare a couple of quid, will you, Governor? We really need a new attacking midfielder in midfield the summer window. Amongst those that were outraged at this particular move was the pretty much permanently outraged Piers Morgan, speaking on Good Morning Britain. Liverpool Football Club built up such a good reputation in recent years. Mm. Everyone was you know, proud. Everyone loved what Liverpool was standing for. All gone. All gone, because their their billionaire owners in America decided this was a good time, that they were going to furlough their staff at Liverpool Football Club. They were going to get the British taxpayer to pay 80% of the salaries of Liverpool staff. This is when they're paying players millions a year. This is when they're making tens and hundreds of millions of pounds in gate receipts, in uh, fees for winning the Champions League and so on. What an astonishingly stupid decision. Oh, God. I bloody hate it when I agree with Piers fucking Morgan. Hang on, that's not a symptom of coronavirus, is it? A bit like losing your sense of taste. Agreeing with Bellens. On one hand, he is about as upset with Liverpool as he was about a vegan sausage roll. But on the other hand, he's kind of correct. And he is one of countless other voices that shouted their disgust loudly. In fact, the resulting social media shitstorm caused the club's board to completely change their mind and announce that no, they didn't need the money after all, thanks. Which is kind of worse, isn't it? A few people even dared to suggest that the club deserved a load of credit for deciding to perform their financial U-turn. To that I say, fuck off. They got caught doing something greedy and reprehensible and decided, for the sake of their own PR, suddenly not to do it. If my wife caught me about to cheat on her with another woman and I decided in that moment that maybe I shouldn't do the dirty based on the amount of shouting she was doing, do you think I'd get a bunch of flowers and a thanks for not fucking a card the next day? Mm -hmm. I'd say it's pretty unlikely. On the flip side of this, a few cards have also been quick to say they will not be using the scheme such as Manchester United and Manchester City who have also pledged not to make any non-playing staff redundant over the next few months. But as far as Manchester City goes, it's one particular member of the playing staff's future that could be very different. After his game of personal dodgems in his new Ranger Rover last week, I'm sure Jack Grealish was absolutely delighted to open the tabloid papers this week And see the headline Kyle Walker hosts sex party with escorts Nothing takes the heat off a little RTA like a good old fashioned sex party The tabloid story revealed that Kyle Walker did his little bit for the local economy this week As he ignored all social distancing rules and risked getting a deadly virus When he invited two escorts for a few hours work back in his private Cheshire flat putting a whole new meaning to the phrase dangerous tackle. Uh. Even worse was that within a few hours of this party ending, he recorded and posted this video to his social media channels. Hope everyone is well. Don't forget to stay at home, protect the NHS and save lives. Well, I guess he kind of did stay at home and somehow play away at the same time. Actually, maybe he's onto something here. I think a lot more people would be willing to stay at home if they had that kind of thing going on in their gaff. Carl Walker isn't the only footballer who's losing his head during the lockdown, though. Even icon, legend and role model David Beckham has been going off the rails. Just three weeks in, and Bex has already taken the same drastic decision as many men around the UK and shaved his head. Partly, I imagine, from necessity and partly down to boredom. But... It doesn't stop there. The former England midfielder has also been using his social media presence to show off some of his lockdown lunches. His culinary creations, one of which was bangers, mmm, mash, mmm, gravy, mmm, and a side of coleslaw. Coleslaw with gravy. Jesus Christ. Sleeping with cool girls is one thing when you're locked up at home. But coleslaw with gravy, that is unforgivable. That's it for On The Left Side, the football show which tries to be funny when there is no football actually happening. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. We'll try and keep this going during the next few weeks. We know you need a little bit of added entertainment, a little smile raised every now and again, so we'll do our best to keep these podcasts coming. If you do your best to click subscribe so you never miss an episode, to leave us a review on iTunes, and to follow us on social media at On The Left Side. Wash your hands, stay home, stay safe, save the NHS. We'll see you next time on On The Left Side. On the left side, what a terrific show it is. Salvation up front and Big Mick behind the strings in midfield. Oh, yeah, this is why we love football, you know. Chucking a couple of voices from Ben Nicklaus. he's a character, anyway? And a terrific young lad, keyboard Sword. It's all gravy. Couldn't get anywhere. Well, I mean, you could always have little John Cherry in there to tighten things up. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a good, lad. Like, terrific, absolutely fantastic.